Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Real Moms of Bravo. 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 Happy whatever day it is when you're listening to this. Uh, we're going to be a broken record here. Scandaval continues to deliver. It is, it's just wild watching everything, especially this episode. We're, we're basically like seeing the beginning of Raquel and Tom, like starting their affair. Yeah. And all the foreshadowing. What I really want to know, I think we all have a lot of million dollar questions and I hope some of this gets covered in the reunion. This one particular question I'm curious about, I'm not sure that will, but is how much did the production know? Like, that's what I really want to know. So many of you guys are DMing, did production know? Like, were they the one, like, feeding in some of the stuff? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they did it. I think, I don't think everybody else knew. Like, I don't think, I don't think this was orchestrated by production. There's a lot of people who have been like, I think they planned this. Um, Tom Sandoval has way too much of an ego to let himself be the one that goes down with the ship. I do wonder though, if maybe production was hearing things from other people, like we think something's going on, we don't have proof. And they were trying, like, I think people had inklings, but no one had proof. And then I think when it actually did come out, it was so shocking because it was like, we thought it, but they denied it. And it seemed like, cause I, you know, they'd wrap filming for several months before the news broke. Um, and luckily they were still under contract because you're under contract until the reunion airs. So they had to go back and film more episodes, but this wasn't like, it wasn't like this happened like right as they were all suspecting it. So the timing of it is just kind of crazy, but it is, it, it's just so weird. I think Schwartz knew a lot sooner than what he's saying. And you made a note about this too. I mean, like he's such a terrible liar. Like he would never be good at acting because he just gives it all away. Oh, my God, his face. So when they're, you know, post night out, it seems like everybody's hung over. They're at the food trucks. He's having a conversation. And you always know because he always has his hand over his mouth. His that's tell. like his, that's his tell. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't know. I just have this weird feeling that Raquel has a crush on somebody. And Tom, like, I mean, literally these two, I feel like these two dumb fucks or the disgusting <laughs> brothers. Thank you, Queens of Bravo, for tying that to succession. Shout out succession. Um, the disgusting brothers clearly had like a little chat before filming and he's like, dude, okay, so we're going to talk about Raquel and I'm going to continue to like start to plant this story that Ariana has sucked. Like it, you could totally see what Tom was trying to do in planting the seed that his relationship with Ariana was not concrete. Well, even like Schwartz being like, he, she always questions you and comes at you, dude. And like the clip they show is just her being like, Tom, we're not doing you fighting with all the women today. Like she didn't really come at him. She's just like, on one way, she's trying to save him, but she's like, we're not having this fight at our house today. And that's all it was. Like, it's just so funny. And then I think what was this thing? Like he brings her like, matcha oh my God, coffee, what do you coffee call it? Dumpling? Dumpling? Yeah. 
And he brings it to her in bed and she just says thank you but doesn't reciprocate. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, like, but you're no Andrea. I mean, Andrea <laughs> doesn't expect. Well, exactly. I was just going to say, Andrea, who's bringing Andrea coffee in bed? He's the one getting up, making the coffee for others. He's not expecting it in return. Like, it's kind of like when you do something nice for somebody, like if you're doing it just for the attention, then you're not really doing something nice. You're doing something for yourself. And uh, yeah, his plan totally backfired. Um, okay. Let's talk about this open relationship. Cause I do feel like obviously Sandoval wanted something to quickly divert attention. And Katie called, called that out right away, but he is so quick to try to make anything about Katie. And in this situation, I don't think she really did anything wrong. I think this was a game of telephone that really got messed up. Well, and James, of course, being James, as he's delicately, mind you, putting that peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I was almost like <laughs> distracted uh, by how he was like gr- slowly Lucy on the it ground. On. Uh, Molly had a major issue with how long it took him to make a peanut butter and jelly it sandwich. It took forever. I was like, this took so long. But I digress. So they're talking about the, you know, what happened at the Abbey and Allie's plan. Like, does she tell Ariana and James is like, no, I would tell Sheena. I mean, Sheena gossip. She loves to gossip. And he adds in, you know, like I'm hearing things of like an open relationship. And it's just like, wait, what? Like, this is like so messy, but he knows exactly what he's doing by saying talk to Sheena because he knows Sheena, Sheena will, the birds will fly. She the did. gossip she, will fly. And I, to Sheena's credit at this point, she's not in a good place with Katie. She is still good friends with Sandoval and Ariana. Like, you know, she's saying like Lala said something to her, like, you know, what if something happened with Raquel and Sandoval? And she's like, well, then I'd have to murder Tom. You know, it's like we like we realize at this point, Sheena is so like against Katie and on the other side that, of course, she's going to take that and run with it and give it to Sandoval to make Katie look bad and to get it out there. Uh, And Sandoval. I mean, he was just so excited to be able to like shoot something back at her when it like it was just so clearly obvious that he and Rachel were flirting, trying to like make sure they were always on the same side of the room together. It was the whole thing was just so bizarre. So wild. I want to know your toxic take. So a lot of people are wondering. So, oh, my God, the whole fertility clinic situation i was so glad that schwartz said don't say that like when he says oh you check my jizz or whatever yeah. the fuck sandoval said and schwartz was like don't say that and they're like giggling like when they're going over the results i'm like you guys are almost 40 like i get well, like, and why laughing. is schwartz with him like this isn't schwartz is not a part of the conception of their child like no, so this is like a huge a couple like major red flags one schwartz is with them and ariana's not ariana gra- grandma dies couldn't he reschedule this and be there with Ariana? Oh, like, because he's with his mistress. I think regardless of Scandival, let's take that away for a minute. I do think we as viewers would be questioning their relationship. For sure. I, it doesn't justify anything. The actions, obviously, I think we all are in agreement with that. But those two did not seem to like each other. <laughs> They're very distant. It seemed like they had grown more into like a friendship phase of a relationship than like a truly in love with one another. And I'm also just confused. Like if the doctor was saying like part of this felt a little maybe forced and staged because if the doctor was saying to him, everything looks good, your morphology isn't quite where we want it, but out of like however many sperm you have 6%. So we're going to hand select them. Like you'll be where we feel really confident that we will be 
successful, but come back in three months and we'll see if your morphology is higher. Like, I feel like they would have been like, we're ready to fertilize now. Like if it was that like positive, like it just seemed weird to me. And I've, I mean, I guess when I've had friends who've gone through it, it hasn't been to like fertilize already frozen eggs. And like, it's like, we're going to start this IVF process. Let's do it as quickly as we can. So there's not like, let's wait three months to improve quality. But even that to me, I was like, this seems a little strange. Like, did yeah. he t- tell them, like, tell the doctor, like, I'm not going to do it today, but I just want to know my results. Just, I think he is continuing to buy himself time with Ariana. I think in his head is like, okay, I'm going to go do this. And then he's going to use the excuse of his band. Like, lots of different excuses are going to come up as to why they couldn't actually move forward with the embryo process. Um, that's my kind of hunch and guess. And thank you, Jesus. We actually don't a hundred percent know, but my assumption is that they never went through with actually creating an embryo. Um, so I don't have official confirmation, but I'm just connecting the dots based on everything I've read. So thank you, Jesus, for that. One for Uh, Ariana, because if honestly, if she if he would have fertilized all of her eggs, what a waste. Well, it would she have can't been use a, those eggs. Do you remember that Sofia Vergara situation with her ex? Yeah, and it became the, like a battle over a lawsuit because he wanted her embryos. It was like so bizarre. She ended up winning, but yeah, I mean, Tom would be the type to he would sue. like he has no desire to have them, but he's like, I'm just going to make her life. Oh, a hundred percent. Okay, yeah. so uh, so many different parts of this episode. Sheena and Allie get together and Sheena and Allie are chatting it up. And she basically is like, Allie is like, okay, I saw them at the Abbey. Don't you think that's weird? And Sheena's like, no, I don't think that's weird. I mean, I wouldn't think it's weird if one of my best friends was in a bed with, with Brock. I was like, wait, girl. I mean, could you imagine if you just saw Kevin and I? in a bed together like I mean like I've I've stayed at your house numerous times and it's never crossed my mind to get in your bed with Kyle just to hang out like we'll sit on the couch and chat but I it's never crossed my mind like oh Kyle's sitting in bed it's you know I'm gonna bring him coffee and let's just sit there and chat together like it's kind of weird I know it's very weird the only man I would ever do that with is Andrea And Kyle and knows that, that, and that's but okay. that's different. That's completely yeah. for different reasons. But um, yeah, no, I just, I just don't really buy that. But she also, in watching that, I'm like, damn, Sheena rode so hard for Raquel. She did. Like, I feel like she is just. I think that's part of the whole like shoving her thing. It was just this frustration of like, I was in your corner. I defended you. You let me defend you, and all the while you were doing this. Like, I. God, there's just so much like manipulation and betrayal that has happened. It's, I don't, it's going to be crazy. I don't know how, if you're Raquel, you rebound from this with the group. Oh, I mean, you need to like beg for forgiveness and actually show that you're a good person. Yeah. But I doubt that. I doubt that. Um, so then we get to the beach. They're all at the beach hanging out. Um, I did have a chuckle at Schwartz saying he didn't picture Katie with Satchel. I mean, I don't think any of us did. No. I, that's I'm, Schwartz. <laughs> I might agree with you. I'm not on your side necessarily because, like, Katie, you like whatever makes you happy. If that's Satchel, you do you, girl. Um, but I don't think any of us pictured when we heard Katie was like hooking up with and dating younger men. Satchel did not come to mind. Oh no, I was picturing. I mean, I don't know what I was picturing. I was picturing that. like like hot pool boy, 25 year old type of thing. Like I just pictured her with like. Because, like, Tom's kind of, like, 
dad bod, skinny, sort of has a beer gut. Like I pictured her with just the opposite of like broad, strong, like mm. just like Brock, but not Brock. But even Brock's got a gut. Like I just like a really hot guy. Yeah. I can picture with like Joe Bradley from Southern Hospitality, like that kind of guy. Like Yeah. Yeah. Like but that's kind of like Schwartzy though to me. That's like I a young know. Schwartz. I don't know. Anyways, we'll we can see. go on and on. We can um, go on and on. But let's talk I, about Schwartz and Lala. Oh my gosh. Yes. No. Can we talk about the um then we need to talk about the drink throwing too? Oh, I am so unfazed by it. I feel like I'm like, I've just watched too much Housewives. I'm like, oh, whatever. He threw a drink. I did find it funny that he acted like he got 151 in his eye and the waitress is like, it's just water. That's decorative. That really made me laugh. Okay. Let's, let's, yes, let's talk about Lala. So James and Tom Schwartz have a conversation. They're trying to rehash things and like patch things up. Lala kind of comes in. It's like, what are you talking about? And Lala and James get activated together. And then, I mean, Schwartz then comes in and he says, I'm like, why don't you go like put on more of your lip stuff? Or like he was like mocking her business. I did love what she said back to him. Like, screw you. That's my business. That's paying for my life. That's paying for my daughter. Like, I'm not going to let you like knock my business. And like we not sponsored, not paid, but we have both bought. Give them Lala Beauty. I do love her lip gloss. No, I do love the lip gloss. I just thought it was I what I loved about that moment is one, Lala, like James was getting pissed when, for a second and was like, Oh, come on, back me up here. I'm gonna step away. And she's like, No, 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 I'm gonna build upon this. She's like, I have like a lot of shit with you, Schwartz. And you know, and then Schwartz, like his true colors comes out. And I did like that James was like, No, 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 you don't talk to Lala that way. He was like ready to like. Those two, I always say, you guys, I think James wants to be with Lala. TBD if Lala would reciprocate, but I think she would play with it, the idea. Um, But I just loved how she went after him. But, I mean, Schwartz, he called her corny, a bogus housewife. She's like a sponsored post. What is give them Lala? Who are you? Like, all these things. You're so corny. And I'm just like, wow. Here he is, ladies and gents. And then – this is Tom why Schwartz. I can't, can't stand him. As she's walking away, he's like, but you are a good mom. You are a good mom. And he's going to hold on to that and be like, I was trying to tell her she was a good mom. And she ran away from me while I was trying to talk to her. It's like, you just threw every insult in the book at her. And you want to end on a compliment and think it's okay. And that's Well, and not- I don't even think it was a compliment because he like laughed and then ate that chicken wing. Yeah. I, I think and he's he like, oh, the- this is good. That's what yeah. he said. He did the exact same thing with Katie at the restaurant where, you know, things got heated. He said callous remarks. I'm going to use his words. And then it was like, no, Katie, come back. Like calls her. Like he, I mean, he has no accountability. But no he also accountability. Has no concept for like social norms. Like that's just not like how, like you don't get in a fight with somebody and expect them to come back and talk to you. No, I mean, I I don't get it. I just don't get it. Um, and so yes, going back, I kind of want to vi- revisit Katie and Sandoval. Um, that whole interaction. Yes. So you know he. Sandoval is trying to make the point to Katie while she's sitting there like, oh, Schwartz was actually like sad and all this stuff. Meanwhile, at the same token, Schwartz said, made comments how I'm so happy I'm not with her. I'm, I don't miss her at all. I'm so happy I'm not with her. He made those same comments. But Sandoval is like, no, I mean, he was sad. And here you are like acting like, uh, I made a choice. 
And he's like, you know, going off and just so self-righteous. His argument didn't make sense to me. He's like, Schwartz was so sad about it. And when you talk about it, you say, I had no, like, there was no other choice to make. And I was like, well, that's how she felt. Like, she felt like all she could do was get a divorce. Schwartz, yeah, Schwartz was sad. But, like, did he ever do anything to save it? Like, I just felt like, like, to me, I'm like, I don't understand how that's your argument. But um then he was quick to then throw out like and ariana's very mad at you right now i'm like okay way to speak for her too i just can't like i he's obnoxious i mean oh and how guys there's so many little moments in this episode that i'm like okay we can't forget about this we didn't discuss at the beach sheena approaching sandoval about the the abbey Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he was like, even, but then that's when we get the interview from production. Like, have you ever like done anything? And it was weird watching him stumble. Cause he was trying to give a reference of like who he hasn't done anything with. And I was like, Oh, are there are other people you fucked up with. But um, yeah. So then he says like, they did nothing. Um, nothing happened. They were hanging out. We know everybody at the Abbey. Why would I go there? Ugh. But he was like smiling. Like he was like, couldn't tell like his tail tell sign is that he kind of borderline smiles when he's lying. Like when production was like, have you and Raquel ever hooked up? I felt he was like, like he's like trying not to smile. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. (laughs) Well, and like, he was just like, like, yeah, it was just like, and he just pauses for a while, makes these stupid faces. And I hate it. Like, I just hate watching him speak. I it's to me. It's like one of those, I got to like, be careful what you wish for, but I do think this show could go on without him. I think they'd be just fine. Oh, wow. That's a hot take, Abby. You think they don't need Sandoval? No, because I think, well, James, we've got James. We'll keep Schwartz. I think um, there could be room for somebody else to come in and be a bigger character. Not necessarily even bringing Jax back, which I know people love when we say that. Um, But I think, like, it could be, there could be room for somebody else. I mean, Ken, honestly, is coming forward as quite the MVP of the season. Another whistleblower we didn't know was coming. Uh, In the preview, Ken Todd, ladies and gents, calling out Sandoval and Raquel, hanging out, um, and I think in a bed, right? He said under Yeah. I love the two that, like, you know, I don't think, like, Ken's like aware of like the dynamics of the group. So like him saying this with Katie right there, like her face was like, as she's like making a sandwich. It was just, I can't wait for next week. Oh my God. Can't. I mean, we can't wait. We can't, we can't, can't wait not to sound like Jill Zarin. Um, But yeah, that was a hot take Abby about where we should do a poll. Um, I think the show, I, not, I don't know if need is the right answer, but I would like to see this fallout continue to play out selfishly as a viewer. I would like to see, Oh, I'd love to see him get drafted. Yeah, Yeah. I would love to see the continuation of that. But we will do a poll and see what you all think, um, whether or not VPR needs Sandoval. All right. Well, before we dive into New Jersey, we want to take a minute to talk to you guys about an exciting new partner we've been working with, Thrive Cosmetics. I first saw Thrive on my Instagram. I heard my friends talking about it. I think, you know, everyone talks about their mascara and how much they love it. And it is great. But for me, I was so surprised. Uh, I tried their eyeliner for the first time. And you guys, ever since I've been using that, anytime I'm on Instagram um, with my face, you guys are asking what I did differently with my eyes. It just applies really smooth. Um, If you're someone who's not great at makeup and you don't want to pull your eye, it's like one of the few eyeliners that just glides on. And I think it gives you really good color. I love that you can kind of build on it. So you don't have to have that thick, like crazy rock and roll um, heavy eyeliner. And if you do want that look, you can. Uh, Another thing that's great 
about cause thrive cosmetics is it's c-a-u-s-e so cause is in the name for a reason it's part of their mission every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive such as those battling domestic abuse homelessness cancer and more also all of their products are 100 vegan and cruelty free so you can use it uh, without any concern to give it a try go to thrive cosmetics dot com slash real moms and you can get exclusive 15% off your first order when you visit that's thrive cosmetics c-a-u-s-e-m-e-t-i-c-s dot com slash real moms for 15% off your first order all right new jersey even like even a little bit of fun couldn't save this episode for me um I mean, they jumped in. I mean, it's so bad they had to jump in a pile of shit. <laughs> what the hell hen party is that? I just kept thinking of Caroline Stanberry. If any of you watched Dubai, you saw Caroline's hen party, which was a lot different. They were on a boat. They all dressed up. It was basically the bachelorette party without the penis straws and all the penises everywhere. And I'm like, this is not a hen party doesn't mean you actually hang out with farm animals. I mean, is that what they thought? I, well, why else are they doing what they're doing, right? Like, I don't know, because she's like, I knew she wouldn't want schlongs everywhere. I'm like, yeah, but there's other, f-. like, I've gone to a lot of bachelorette parties that were schlong free, and I had a lot more fun, and I didn't have to chase hens and cocks and jump and shit. And paint. That and was weird. painting of her life. Like, yeah, I was like, this is like, this is a I, little bit strange. Like, you guys are going to go paint her life, and then Teresa's holding a little sad. puppy. Yeah. When she said, like, please don't do bars. I don't know. It just made me sad. I think, like, one, that she had to say it. My God, this group is so, like, vindictive to each other. Um, But just, like, I think we sometimes forget, like, how much she lost when she was in jail. And so, like, I don't know, just that moment. I was like, oh, like, it is. She's endured a lot. And that's why I so passionately am so against Dirty Louie is because she has gone through so much. And I feel like this relationship is going to be another thing she's going to go through a lot. I mean, you guys know all my takes. That, that's my hot take on that. Uh, what did you think of Dolores's maybe potential soon-to-be mother-in-law, Claire? I loved her. She was so cute. She is a thing for Frank. I Yeah, she, she should have been like, at the hen party. Honestly, she probably could have showed them a better time. She would have. Yeah, I think, yeah, we should have let Claire plan it. Um, I did notice, though, and you may note of this, and it's like my biggest pet peeve, but and maybe this is just something in Irish culture, and I am a quarter Irish, so maybe I should know this, but she called her mom. I know. I knew you were not going to like that. Yeah. I think that might be more Dolores thing. It's yeah, like, Italian, ma. like mom. I think it might yeah. be like her ma, like, come here, ma, like, sit down, ma. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, not for me. Um, I really wished what these women did instead of the hen party was what the men ended up doing. It's having a weed party. I think that was it would have been so much more chill. Everyone would have been had the giggles. The food truck was excellent. Like I just enjoyed that. I love that they were trying to have like a serious conversation and like between um, Rachel Fuda's husband and Danielle's husband. And it was like everything going on. They're like, I can't like it was just they like agreed like this is stupid. We can't have a real conversation right now. I it was funny. They were like silly. Um, you know, Andy's going to love that. He's a big supporter um, of cannabis being legal everywhere. So I'm sure he'll have a fun time talking to them about that on the reunion. Um, but yeah, I just liked 
I like when the guys get together because it's usually just light and silly and fun. And like the girls used to do that, but now that they don't, it's just like, we desperately need this balance. Oh but, my gosh. And so that bill is a groomsman. Yes. I was just going to say, we got to talk about bill as a groomsman. I mean, listen guys, I've, you've heard me in my journey of like, I've been like F the Gorgas and much more on side Teresa. This is something that's a bit ridiculous. I, I will give them a point there if we're keeping I mean, score. I'm giving them a point. That's a, that's a bit of a reach. You've noted, like, I mean, you've known him for 12 months. Like that's, and then I did think that like Teresa, this is where sometimes it's so hard to be on her side because then she was like at that lunch, she was saying like, they've just been so supportive from the beginning and I don't have any family. And I'm like, you're just saying all this, hoping to get a rise out of Melissa. And then she's like, all I want is peace. I just want peace. It's like, okay, if you want peace, you wouldn't be openly talking shit with her sitting right down, like, you know, five people down from you at lunch. It just, this is where I have a hard time with it. I think the adding Bill into the wedding was a direct fuck you to the Gorgas. Oh, a hundred percent. And I guarantee you it was Louie's idea. Cause yeah. Louie is my, I think he's manipulative as and I guarantee he was very much like, uh, yeah, let's add him here. You know, they show us love knowing deep down how much that's going to piss off Joel Gorga because they hate each other. So I could totally see him being the one that orchestrated that. Yeah, I could too. Ugh, I don't like it. But- I know. It gives us anxiety of like what's what's to come there. Um, and then like I could care less about the fight with Danielle. I honestly, I care less about the rest of the episode. I'm like, all right, let's just get to the wedding. We know the Gorgos aren't going to show up. At this point, it's I sort of feel like the way I do about Vanderpump, but for different reasons. Can we just get to the reunion and get it over with and then make yeah. the decisions for next season? Because like, we cannot have another season like this. Oh, my gosh. No. So let me get your quick hot take. For the next season, do you think Teresa or Melissa goes? I think neither, but I think Melissa and Joe's role is uh, – downgraded a little bit i did hear that apparently like you know we can talk about more in our pantry than andy and Teresa kind of had like like an issue at the reunion um i think they've had many issues in their time together and it's never hindered her spot on the show so i well, think, never forget when she pushed him i mean he loves bringing that i think he loves oh that God. moment though like i think oh with, yeah when it's with Teresa, i don't know they just have a different relationship that I think like he can get away with stuff with her that other people can't because she knows at the end of the day, he really does love her, but that's just my, my take. Do you think, who do you think comes back? I mean, I think the show is with Teresa. I think Melissa, honestly, I think they would benefit from make Joe the housewife and keep (laughs) Melissa off. I mean, it's kind of what we have when they're not traveling. I feel like it's more about Joe and Teresa, but I could see, I could very easily see friend of for the Gorgas. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. it might be better. I don't know. Anyways, uh, uh, Summer House. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my gosh. I mean, a lot of people meme this, but it was my first thought I was wa- as like we were watching. I'm like, here is 
like, this is my timeline. We're all like, you know, this is what we're doing. Where's my, like, how many sandwiches have you made for me, Lindsay? She was so like adamant about having a fight with Carl. And I kind of felt bad for him because he kept being like, that's not what I'm saying. Like, he's like, you're not listening to me. I did appreciate though, in his confessional, he said, look, I've been that person that's had too much to drink, that started fights, said things I didn't mean. Like he didn't really like hold it over it. I'm sure they had a conversation that we just didn't see after the fact, but I'm like, wow, here is um, activated Lindsay. I mean, when she was like, no, and she's like pointing her finger at him. No, like I would want my boyfriend to do this. And I'm like, dude, Lindsay, you have to remember that the three of you used to be all be friends. Lynn, um, Carl and Danielle had a conversation that was a good conversation. Anything like she's turning this like, oh, it's all you guys are against me. Like, I'm it's always problem. my I'm fault. The problem. Yeah, it's always my fault. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, how come they ended up in the conversation with the resolution? I feel like this whole fight feels, I mean, Game of Telephone is my reference only because there's no telephone. It's the two of them, but they can, they're not hearing what each other are putting down. I think Danielle's intentions are good. I think her projection are poor choice of words. I think she just simply hurt that her best friend isn't the same best friend she was to her. She doesn't give her the time, doesn't check in on her, how she's doing. I think that's ultimately where the hurt is. I think Lindsay keeps this, you know, narrative about the relationship. And I don't think that's it at all. Yeah. I even as like Lindsay, Carl, Kyle and Danielle were talking, I was like, I feel like Lindsay, like something, Lindsay has a different idea of what's happening in her head than what we're seeing and what everyone else is seeing. It was, I don't know. She's just, I don't know. I feel like she's always just so defensive though. And it's like, she always has an excuse for why she's not like if she's in the wrong or knows that she's going to be portrayed as like the person in the wrong, there's always an excuse. It's just, she's it's never her. She never says, I'm sorry. It just, it's, I don't know. I feel like it'd be very exhausting to have a friend like that. Yeah. I mean, it would be, I I don't know. And I I don't know where these two go from. I, I think watching it, I resonated with it so much as I've had, you know, some friendships that are no longer and it sucks when you watch that old on television and I can see the pain on both sides. Um, we do know the reunion is filming today. So who knows what happens if Danielle will get that invitation or not. My guess <laughs> is no. Well, I think at this point, Danielle doesn't care. It's like, you're really like my performance and my like ability to kiss your feet at the reunion is whether or not I get an invitation. If I was her, I'd be like, I don't want it. But also is it just Lindsay's invitation to give? Because if Carl and Danielle were friends before, they dated before Lindsay and Carl. Like if they're okay on okay terms, I don't think he would do it if her, like Lindsay and Danielle were on terrible terms. But like Carl could be the one to say too, like I want to invite Danielle. But it seems like it's the Lindsay show. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he, he's going to get bulldozed. Other fun moments, aside from obviously the heaviness of that friendship, I did find this episode more fun enjoyable the drunken I hate, antics i hate to say it it's Corey really like i'm not a fan yet because i do like i still hate his instagram posts and his captions but he is the only reason why parts of this episode were enjoyable to watch entertaining funny like this is a summer house we all love when they're silly and like they're playing like the games and running around like i think he's brought that to the house and i do think the dynamic of the four guys together works like they, and they've had pictures, like they were posting pictures from the, like 
they did a photo dump of like stuff from over the summer. And it seems like those four are, at least when it's just the four of them, they legitimately get along. Oh, yeah. I think Chris has come into his own. Like, he seems like he's just like having fun. Like, I think Corey is, I mean, I'm with you. I think he, I thought it was like very sincere when he started like talking about like how he was always the skinny guy and how he just like wanted to be liked and hot. Like, I like that vulnerability in him because it takes away a little bit of the fuckboyness from him a little bit. But I love him and Sam. Like, I, they work. I, I'm into it. And more Sam and Corey. I mean, They're I like, I mean, yeah, I, they are a great couple. Um, I think they bring out, like, I love that. The, I don't know. We talked about this last week. They bring out, like, the positive in each other. But they also are, like really embrace the person for who they are. Like, I think they're both very big, bold personalities. And sometimes you can, when you have that, it like one tries to overpower the other. And in their case, they're like, Oh, like you like it when I spit in your mouth, I'll spit in your mouth. Like, you know, like, and they just talk about it. Like it's, that's just what you like. All right. Like I, to me, that's disgusting, but for them it works. And I, Applaud that. I mean, I spit all day, kids. Spit yeah. all day. Well, yeah. that <laughs> I think On that, that concludes our episode. Um, what's your shout out? Okay, so my shout out is to I cannot even attempt to pronounce his last name, but um, the Milwaukee Bucks star Giannis, um, an NBA basketball player. He is amazing. Um, he is a really great guy off the court as well. And we saw that in an interview, he was asked after losing, um, in the playoffs and they were the number one seed. He was asked, is the season a failure? And he had such a great message. It's going viral, but I think it's just like really important for young kids to hear this, even myself who can be overly competitive, but he basically said that there is no failing in sports. He asked the reporter back, um, you know, he like had a lot of great comebacks, but He basically said Michael Jordan played for 15 years, won six championships. Do you say his other nine are failures? And it's all steps to the success. And, you know, you come back and you hope that next year you win. But if you don't win next year, it's still not a failure. And I just I love that. Like that. I love that message. So uh, shout out to Giannis. And he has an amazing last name, but I cannot even attempt to say it. Well, you want to do it justice. So you're being classy. You're being classy here. Um, I'm going to give my shout out to Sophia Ritchie's wedding. I didn't know I could care so much about this wedding. I, okay. If you're listening, you're like, who is Sophia and why do we care? She is Nicole Richie's younger sister. Her dad is Lionel Richie. Um, Nicole and Sophia share Lionel as their father, but I just thought the wedding was beautiful and I love, it just seemed like in a weird way, as close as you'd get, to a celebrity sharing like a normal person sharing their wedding although it was like the budget's like they, insane i mean they shared all of it i will they say share, in a, yeah, in, in a just, non-tacky way yeah exactly like her getting ready and she's showing them like what she did the night before i'm sure like product placement i'm not naive but it just felt like genuine and mm. i'm so starred. glad she wasn't with scott i mean oh my god remember when she was with scott disick i'm like honey i'm glad the dude she's with he's 30 She's 24, so much more age appropriate, but also 24. I lived for the outfits. I lived for the class. I lived for, you know, good Charlotte performing. I lived for Paris being there. I, there was just so. Cameron Diaz. I mean, I know it's because her husband, but still, I mean, it was like, it was quite the event. Also, there were some of her friends because she's 24 are TikTok influencers. And so like. They were like doing TikToks of like what they were wearing at her wedding. And it just killed me. Like, it felt like honestly the most normal 
celebrity wedding we'll ever see on social yeah, media. Yeah, and a weird – I mean, that sounds so weird, but – And it was not it, normal. I mean, it was no, like – It costs more. just celebrity terms yeah. here. Like, yeah. It's like what I would expect if I had a sister that was 25 and she was like sharing stuff with a wedding she attended. This is a type of content I'd expect to see, except not in the south of France and probably a budget, budget of a million dollars and Chanel designing your dresses. Take that away. It seemed totally normal. normal. Yeah. <laughs> great, great shout out. Um, well, thank you to all of you for listening. Um, you know, the drill. If you haven't already, please subscribe, hit five stars, leave us a written review. It means so much to us. And if you'd like to support us monetarily, go to patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo and you can join for as little as $3 a month. Uh, and with that, we will catch you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.